now. We all recall that on August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida made landfall in Louisiana, bringing death, destruction, and displacement to the region. Hurricane Ida was a Category 4 hurricane that became the second most damaging and intense hurricane to strike uh, the U.S. state of Louisiana on record, this behind Hurricane Katrina in 2005. And indeed, Hurricane Ida hit on the exact anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Uh, Ida also caused catastrophic uh, flooding across the northeastern the United States. As of September 7th, a local uh, total of 97 deaths have been confirmed in relation to Ida, including 20 in Louisiana, according to CNN. Now, uh, President Biden and others, environmentalists, are making the connection with Ida's destruction and climate uh, change. Uh, let us go now to a clip from CNN exactly on this, the climate crisis and extreme weather. From coast to coast, people are fleeing flames, wind that strutter. They're very dangerous conditions, and um, in 22 years of doing this, I've never seen fire conditions like we're seeing now. The Calder Fire has forced tens of thousands of people in the South Lake Tahoe area to evacuate. It's the 15th largest wildfire in California history, and out of the largest 20 California fires, 11 of them happened in the last five years. Up the coast, the Pacific Northwest saw a record-breaking heat wave earlier in the summer. The Red Cross traditionally doesn't support cooling centers, but this is unfortunately the, our new normal. This is the first time it was 116 degrees. It won't be the last time. In the south, people are displaced from Hurricane Ida, which arrived on the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. And in the northeast... We are in a whole new world now. Let's be blunt about it. The remnants of Ida brought flash flooding and tornadoes to areas that rarely saw these events in the past. The records that were broken in Central Park, for example, 3.15 inches in one hour. It broke a record literally set one week earlier. That says to me that there are more, no more cataclysmic, unforeseeable events. In August, the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change said it is, quote, unequivocal that humans have caused the climate crisis. The report confirms that widespread and rapid changes have already happened, some of them irreversibly. A lead author of that report, Kim Cobb, explains how the Earth has warmed more than one degree Celsius since pre-industrial levels. We, of course, known for decades that rise in fossil fuel emissions are driving warming across the planet. This warming is related to the heating of the atmosphere that has caused a 7% increase in the amount of water vapor that the atmosphere can hold. More water vapor leads to higher humidity. In some areas, more drought. We've had drought cycles, but this is the first time we've ever seen a mega drought where it's year after year. And in other areas, a potential for more rainfall and more frequent heavy rainstorms. With oceans retaining more heat, hurricanes can get stronger, slower, and wetter. And Ida was a prime example of those changes. With every fraction of a degree of warming, the effects get worse. If we think this is bad, we have to get ready for the climate of the next decades when we know we have a couple tenths of a degree warming more. In the UN report's most optimistic scenario, the world's emissions need to drop sharply, beginning now, to net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Even then, we'll peak above a dangerous warming threshold before falling again. 
Alrighty, and that certainly uh, sets the context for our discussion. And um, in, back in Louisiana, St. John the Baptist Parish received some of the heaviest rainfall of any other uh, parish in Louisiana due to Hurricane Ida, causing unprecedented flooding and requiring intense search and rescue efforts following the storm. An estimated 80% of all the search and rescue efforts conducted this past Monday were in that parish, this according to Governor John Bell uh, Edwards. Uh, let's dig into uh, some of this and find out what is going on in this predominantly black community in uh, uh, polluted areas known as Cancer Alley. I'd like to welcome back to Sojourner Truth, Robert Taylor, who is the founder of Concerned Citizens of St. John. The mission of the organization is to ensure the health and safety of all citizens while holding to hold government officials and industry accountable for air pollution. Robert Taylor, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much, Margaret. Well, happy to be here. Okay, we're glad that um, you and your family are safe. You were evacuated for a while, and are you still evacuated, or are you back now? I returned home last night. Yes, I did. I left the Friday before the event, and uh, I was in uh, Beaumont, Texas with some friends, and we returned home uh, yesterday to find our home devastated. You know, it. it oh destroyed our house but it destroyed the uh, this community is going to be hard pressed in recovering the the tragic scenes that i witnessed when i got home yesterday afternoon today i'm going to continue that as i try to uh, see how i'm going to secure some sort of living for myself but the community has been devastated by this uh our flooding was not a result of the rains uh, which is what caused the deaths up in the Northeast. Our flooding was due to Lake Pontchartrain and the fact that we had no protection from that lake. And it blew that lake right over into those predominantly black communities. Uh, these people had not been uh, uh, adequately forewarned. They should never have been left there there was no official mandatory evacuation issue. And I think that is, that was a, we were so fortunate that those people did not drown back there. But, right. And, uh, well, you know, I, I do have, I want you to finish your point, but also why no protection from the lake? I mean, so much in the media have covered about how New Orleans was protected and the levees held all of the money that they poured into it. But then you have communities um, like uh, St. John the Baptist community um, being devastated in this way. Your thoughts? Well, this goes all the way back to a hurricane a few years back. I think it was Isaac. For the first time, the people in in uh, St. John in the Laplace and Reserve area suffered serious flooding, and it was as a result of the Katrina event, which caused New Orleans to build protection, uh, Jefferson Parish, predominantly white, to build protection, St. Charles Parish built a levee. It was St. John Parish that did not have the levees, 
and that's why we got that flooding. President Obama addressed that, uh, just like uh, uh, his predecessor here now, Biden, who came. He came and he walked the same areas years ago after Isaac, and he allocated three-quarters of a billion of dollars, as I recall, to build a protective, some levy protection there. They just had was barely getting started on it. But there was money allocated to protect those neighborhoods from exactly what happened this at this event happened during Isaac. Isaac was three or four years ago, I don't remember. But it was too fresh in the memories of people for us to have been caught the way we were with all of these people trapped back there and those floodwaters rushing in on them and trapping them. We had forewarning. Not only had we had the experience before, but the, the meteorologist report, the weather reports all indicated that they were, that exactly what happened, that lake was going to get pushed back over, back over into those communities and uh, flood those poor people out. Yeah, and, and you know, um, Robert Taylor, who's the founder of Concerned uh, Citizens of uh, St. John, a community uh, in Louisiana, very hard hit uh, by a series of hurricanes, the most recent uh, being uh, Ida. Now, St. John, a predominantly black community, um, a, a very polluted uh, area known as, as Cancer Alley, because of the several industrial plants uh, it is home to and the clusters of cancer uh, patients. But also the news is just beginning uh, to trickle out, uh, Robert, about hundreds of oil and chemical spills that have been reported in um, the Louisiana uh, waters. And, uh, you know, one has to wonder if we'll ever really find out how many spills and the impact. But I'd like you to talk a little bit about the fact that your community already uh, being so polluted and now facing this particular crisis and uh, some of the things that you think people can do uh, to assist you and others in your community in your struggle for justice and to assist those who are suffering right now. Robert Taylor. Thank you, Margaret. Uh, yes, I mean, it actually is terrifying. Uh, I live in a community uh, uh, of low-income to middle-income people. The, the, it's a black community, and they built years ago, decades ago, we built that, that community built a, a church for themselves, a Catholic church. It was the only black Catholic diocese or parish. Uh, we built our homes. We built a public high school. But this plant came in and moved in, and it started operation in 1969. We were not aware of it at all, the fact that all of the whites had moved out. We sort of attributed that to white flight from the integration thing. But that really was fired by the fact that we think they were aware of the coming impact of that plant sitting right in the heart of our community, only 1,500 feet from these two schools, these two black schools, right in the heart of this black community. And evidence of see, what, what really fired my uh, uh, movement 
the people in our community when they were given an opportunity to stand up. When I founded these groups, the people flocked to it because they found out from EPA that the, the suffering that we have been enduring, not really knowing for sure what it was, EPA gave us uh, information. One shocking thing was that we were, we were at a cancer risk that was 1,500 times the national average. The national average being 0. 0.9. We were 1,500 times that, according to EPA, because of our exposure to the chemicals from DuPont Danka, primarily chloroprene. No one to this day has done anything to curb the exposure from that plant. We fought and fought. EPA issued some uh, level of uh, acceptable level, they say, of chloroprene for humans at 0.2 micrograms per liter. Well, the elementary school that is only 1,500 feet from that plant was receiving exposure rates 400 to 700 times that recommended EPA level. The elementary school children, the people who live in that community, the people in the surrounding community, we were informed by our government agency, EPA, that there was no place in St. John the Baptist Parish that had a safe level of chloroprene exposure. Now, why it has, they informed us of this in 2016. We are now going into 2022. That plant has not been ordered, demanded. Uh, I mean, it's, why is the government allowing them to continue to kill these poor black people? Good, a good question there, Robert uh, Taylor. I'm afraid we, we are uh, short of time. We have to uh, move on to wrap up our last segment in the show. But Robert, what we'll do, because I, I'm so outraged by what you're saying and, and, and what I'm hearing, and we want to be useful in some way, uh, Robert Taylor. If you will send us the information, we will be posting on our social media how people can be in touch with concerned citizens of, of St. John and what they can do now following Ida, but also about this ongoing uh, problem uh, that you have with your community being so polluted. And we'll have you back where we can have a bit more time to discuss this. But uh, we are going to have to end it there. So Robert Taylor, thank you so very much uh, for joining us and we'll be in touch with you. Thank you. Thank you.